welcome to Shakashala podcast number eight. So I'm just going to continue on with the beautiful world of nightmares. Uh, I sort of started to open up the doors a bit with our last podcast, starting to maybe challenge some of the thinking we have around our nightmares. Probably one of the first things I'd want to say in this podcast is if you are having nightmares, a really good habit to get into is to actually start to talk about them with friends, family, people who will listen to your nightmares and they won't judge you. Uh, even writing them down, I think, is a really powerful thing. Even uh, yeah, anything that you can do to sort of just bring them out. So it's kind of like saying, I've got a pimple and it's is there but if I don't do anything with it it's not going to go away and it's kind of like what a nightmare is like uh, it's a matter of actually shining light on it and removing the blockage which is causing that nightmare so starting to talk about it is probably one of the quickest ways we can shine light on it also for those that want to get more involved in understanding what's called the shadow so this is talked about quite well by an author Charlie Morley he wrote a book called uh, Dreaming Through Darkness which is essentially a Vajrayana Buddhist book um, but for Western audiences this is a really good book for just learning about the shadow so not just dark shadow but what we call the light shadow so darkness being the nightmares the fear and the light shadow being maybe what we aspire to or people that we look up to and, and those qualities actually being within ourselves. So I think it's uh, very useful if you go down that road to start to understand the shadow. When we have nightmares, they are a direct representation of what we'd call the dark shadow. Uh, we both have light shadows, we both have dark shadows. I sometimes use the analogy of sanity lies in the middle of two of them it's like we're not darkness we're not light we're kind of in between the two and both are manifestations of our primordial energy uh, and it's when we start to judge them or grasp and avert them that we really start to get into trouble so something to talk about is there are many practices we can do during the day to help us with nightmares so one of the best practices is called Tonglen. So Tonglen is called sending and receiving. I may have talked about it in the last podcast, but I'll go over it again briefly because it's a very powerful practice. So basically what we do is we envision the nightmarish situational figure in front of us. We feel it in our body. Uh, we try to actually really feel it. So you might want to do it during the day just so that it's not too challenging. And then what you want to do is you want to breathe in the pain of that nightmarish figure so or the situation. So it's basically breathing in its pain because the, the dark shadow is in pain. That's why you are having the experiences you're having with it. Uh, it's like a wounded animal. And then as you breathe in inside your body, it converts to a white light. And as you breathe out, you immerse or hug that entity or that thing in front of you in that white light and you just work back and forth at like this breathing in a black smoke representing its fears, its anxieties and as you breathe out enveloping it in love and compassion and converting it within yourself. Uh, a analogy used for this is the peacock so the view in Tibetan Buddhism was that the peacock would eat poisonous berries 
and that's why its plumage would look the way it is. So that's really kind of like the heart of Tonglen. And I'd sort of recommend working for about 10 minutes with it every day at least. Uh, you'll find that the grasp that the nightmare has on you will dramatically increase with this decrease sorry with this practice. Next one is actually just purely sitting with the feeling. So you will imagine again the nightmare, you'll feel it in your body. It can be really useful even if you've just had the nightmare. So say I wake up at night and I've had a nightmare and it's confronting and I'm not able to go back to sleep. First thing you can do is set like a time period. It might be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Lie there, let yourself feel in your body where the nightmare is. And then using essentially mindfulness or mindful awareness, you just observe neutrally the feelings in your body, the way the mind is responding. And with time, what happens is they start to depower. So where you feel it in your body becomes less intense. And over time, it starts to dissolve with repeated practice. Also, what will happen is these practices will start to show their effects in your dreams. Uh, another one is called rescripting. So rescripting is where you lie down and essentially visualize yourself back in the nightmare and taking a different course of action. So say I used to run, I'm going to stop running and I'm going to turn back and ask the nightmare what it wants. Or I'm in a situation where I'm powerless and I take that power back. Now these are sort of mid-end sort of practices. Ideally actually what we want to do like I talked about in the previous podcast, is actually just let our worst nightmare happen. And in that way, we really break through our attachment to ourself and the thing that is going to be destroyed. But as we're sort of progressing, we may need to backtrack a bit and just work a little bit, uh, maybe in a friendlier way with ourselves and just take it a little bit easier where we are re-scripting and changing the nightmare in some sense to a more beneficial outcome in our eyes at that moment. Again, this can be done pretty regularly every day, uh, even just before bed, but again, it can be a bit challenging before bed. Uh, probably the most advanced practices surrounding it is when we actually deliberately ask the shadow to come in. So this is done where we become lucid in the dream and we ask to meet the shadow. So we're basically asking to meet our darkness. So I've and I've done this practice. Uh, and it's probably one of the most life transforming practices I could say you could do. It, it takes a lot of guts to do it, but basically my experience was I became lucid in the dream. I began to say repetitively, I want to meet the darkness with compassion. I want to meet the darkness with compassion. And I kept saying this again and again and again and, and really emotively. And basically what happened, it was like a wind lifted me and I was taken across uh, you know ranges mountain ranges and I arrive in a house and in that house is an old TV set and I remember this old TV set actually from my house when I was probably maybe about 12 years old 13 years old one of those old sort of 1970s late 1970s early 80s sort of TV sets just come into color and in front of it is like a boy standing in it and he's probably a about a 12 year old boy tv static around and his eyes are gouged out blood coming down the eyes looks in immense emotional pain and i'm standing there in front of them and i've realized i've asked for this you know i've wanted to come to this place so i stand there neutrally watching 
and I recognize that the boy is me. So the boy is me from maybe around 12 years old. So I had pretty hard childhood. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone has an easy childhood, but definitely emotionally it was really hard and really painful. I was brought up by a single mother. She had really limited resources. She did her best, but she herself battled a lot with depression and anxiety and sort of I was quite a witness to that in some ways. Kind of had a lot to do with helping her. And I realized that this boy was basically where I'd put all my pain, even from later on in life as an adult. I'd sort of just packed my pain, packed my fears into him because I had no time for fear and no time for pain. And I recognized the staring at him. It was nearly like a telepathic sort of communication. And at that moment, I put my, my left arm out and I indicated for the boy to, to come next to me. So he comes out and he puts his arm around me and he still was the, you know, the bloodstained boy in immense pain. And I, I indicate him that I want him to walk with me. I have no shame of him. And then on my right is this bean of like pure light. And I guess we'd represent this as the, the golden shadow. And it's at that moment, it's like I'm the bridge between two worlds. So there is the, the shadow and there is the dark shadow and the light shadow. So on my left, what we'd call the nightmare and on the right what we'd call the heavenly beautiful experience and i realized that both of them are the same like they're not any different to each other they manifest in different ways out of me but essentially both of them are identical and that realization for me was a huge thing it totally changed the way i approached many practices so from here basically I'll talk about nightmares. Essentially, it's just about rejection. Like, what we reject is a nightmare. What we fear is a nightmare. If I don't fear or reject, then essentially the concept of nightmare goes out the window. So I just encourage you to change the way you view nightmares. Nightmares can be some of the most useful and powerful practices. I have had some incredible experiences from beautiful experiences, but also some of my first lucid dreams were around the content of nightmares, which tells you a lot about lucidity and nightmares. Now nightmares have this very strong power to make you lucid. So next podcast, I'm just going to talk about a few sort of Q&As that I put on social media. So people ask me a few questions about um, my practices and their practices, and I was going to answer them. So they sort of centered around about what I had felt had changed for me from lucid dreaming, how people can get started in a personal practice. Um, and I'll cover those questions and I'll link those people in who specifically ask me when I do put this up on social media. So enjoy your evening and take care.